is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you wanna get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday I will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary VGW group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hi everyone, Robbo here. You're listening to the Blues Focus podcast. Keep right on. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Blues Focus podcast. We're back again, another grand return, hopefully a bit more regular. Um, John's not with us at the moment. Hopefully he'll be back on the podcast again soon. So you'll have to suffer with me as host today, unfortunately. Um, But thank you for tuning in anyway and... uh, We'll try and give you a good show as always. And um, let's let's say hello to who we got with us today. And as always, we've got Carl. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Good, you? Uh, good, yeah, yeah. Not too bad. Just a buzzing blues one the other day. It's definitely made the weekend more enjoyable. And um, an interesting one, especially if you followed any other content I've done, you might recognise the lad. Has been on the channel before, but not the podcast. And that's Brandon. Derby fan, um, so it should be an interesting contrast to the podcast, but he has watched our last two games, so uh, he'll, he'll have a bit to say. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Um, hopefully, I've become a popular figure, but you never know. I'm a, I'm a Derby fan, so... <laughs> we'll, we'll soon find out. It could go one or two ways. Yeah. Bit more, might. <laughs> yeah, it will. yeah, I'm good, mate, yeah. People might appreciate a different view, so that's, that's why I've gone with it, so uh, we'll see how it goes anyway. <laughs> Um, but thanks for joining me, lads, and let's crack straight on into things. Let's let's probably quickly cover Hull and Coventry. We might have missed more games than that, but I'm going to start from there. <laughs> um, so, uh, Carl, I'll start with you. Um, just your general thoughts on that whole game, and obviously the uh, the first goal is probably the biggest talking point. Well, where where do you start with that? Um, first of all, I mean, I think. I think the biggest thing we've got to remember about the games we've played and the games coming up, we've still got a load of players out. And that's been very evident by the whole and the Coventry games, you know, the performances, I think. And as for that first goal, well, yeah. I mean, how on earth an official, a referee, cannot see that that has gone out of play with all the players that have stopped as well, by the way. Yeah. Like, Honeyman <laughs> didn't try to finish that. It wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a great finish, was it? He, it was more of a, kind of hit him and rolled in kind of thing. But how, 
they've got to do something about this because there was another one actually, I think it was Coventry, where the linesman wasn't up with play and it had gone out again over the byline. So you're relying on these people to spot things like that. And it might seem trivial, it might seem nitpicky, but that could cost the club relegation or promotion. It could be the difference between staying in business and going out. And it's not acceptable. At, well, I don't think a Sunday league team would be accept, you know, would be happy conceding a goal like that, let alone a, a team in, you know, in probably one of the hardest divisions in, in the country. So, yeah, just livid, absolutely livid. Uh, and you know when Sky and all other broadcasters are agreeing that it was a ridiculous decision, that, uh, that something was wrong with it. Definitely. Um, I think literally everybody except the two officials um, that were, were watching it, um, even everyone in the stadium knew that it, it just shouldn't have counted. Um, I mean, it was right in front of me where I was at, so uh, I, I wasn't a happy bunny myself. I just feel like it's one of the... If, if you haven't seen it, I feel like as an official, although you probably shouldn't, maybe shouldn't rely on this, but I feel like it definitely gives you a clear indication. And that's the body language of the other players, including the whole players. I think everyone thought it had gone out and they just sort of left it. But um, yeah, there, there was clear, clearly a lot of surprise when it was uh, led, led to uh, allow, unfortunately. And then obviously you get the classic, oh, should there be VAR in the championship? But we've seen VAR fail in the Premier League. So uh I, I'm sure it'll fail just as much uh, down here. It's probably been a bit better this season, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like you like you touched on there, you expect officials to do their job properly because it can cost clubs a lot, unfortunately. <laughs> and Hull are one of the teams that are down there, as uh, Brandon will know. Um, and you sort of need to, you need those sort of results to go against Hull if you're one of those other fine teams. And to see goals like that count, you, you, you'd be fuming. You'd be fuming. Yeah. Um, because it can cost clubs. And it's like, you know, Bournemouth got relegated um, when the Hawkeye wasn't working at Villa Park. I'm still bitter about that to this day, but hey-ho. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, Brandon, I'm assuming you've seen the uh, that 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 ghost goal from uh, Hull. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, um, obviously not happy myself, given that Hull are one of the teams that we're chasing at the minute. Well, chasing at a... a probably about a mile away but um <laughs> yeah the also obviously not happy about the goal but um it's just human error and the only way you're going to solve that is by something like VAR but it I'm one of those people that aren't a fan of VAR so I, I think it just ruins kind of the emotion of, of the game to be honest I, I've changed I've gone back and forth to be fair but um yeah so it, it's just human error it's about ironing out human error and I don't know how how to do it it's just got to be something that um, the governing bodies of, of football at this level have got to come up with um, it's got to come up with a way to sort it whether that be uh, just improving the level of referees well we already know that they need to improve the level of, level of referees but um, I don't know something, something I guess does have to be done because it's just human error yeah I agree I think for me personally, what, what frustrates me is I don't feel like the fourth officials are involved enough in football. Um, I feel like their jobs are very limited and you can sort of question, what do you actually do? Um, <laughs> so Sometimes that's just how it feels. So, um, yeah, I, I wish they'd have more of a say because I remember uh, back in like 2015 when uh, 
Blues won a penalty at the last minute, but uh, like about six minutes of were wasted because um, no one could tell whether British Ombalonga had handballed it and denied us a, an open goal. But then they went to the fourth official and the fourth official confirmed it and we got the penalty. I don't feel like you see enough of that in football, that yeah. extra opinion. And if you've got a fourth official there, why not use it? Is it sort of an arrogance thing to... Uh, just be like, oh, I'll stick with my decision. I'm, I'm sort of strong by that. But if you're not certain on something or something seems off, just just ask for a second opinion. So yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. And I mean, he didn't even go over to the lino to ask, like you know, or you just chat yeah. about it. it. It just didn't really make sense. But then obviously, um, the lino wouldn't have had the right opinion because he didn't put his flag up no. anyway. Um, but hey ho, uh, it be what it be. So the Cov game. Uh, Pretty pretty dull nil nil, but Blues were particularly dire. Um, but yes. I think again that comes down to injuries, uh, mainly like you said, Carl. Uh, we were still struggling in that game, but there were some standouts, and it, obviously it's we're the first team to actually get a clean sheet at the Rico this season. So um, that, that's obviously a great stat to have. Um, we definitely battled, but there was a few penalty shouts here and there. Um, I'll go to you first, Brandon. What were your thoughts um, on the sort of overall uh, performance? Yeah, it was just a bit drab, wasn't it? Like, um, I was obviously watching it on telly. Um, I did fall asleep on 60 Minutes-ish, I can't lie. But, uh... It says it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, but yeah, I, I think I, I'll kind of touch on it more later on. But um, with the injuries that kind of you're suffering with at the minute, it's hard to kind of... Obviously, there's a there's a drop off in form. We know that, but it's with the players you're missing out on. Even with these players coming back, it doesn't always guarantee that all of a sudden the form's going to pick up again. You know, I've experienced this um, years ago when we when in 2014-15 when we would spent uh, the whole season in the top six, like one of the longest amount of times in the top two and everything. And Chris Martin got injured, and we, we suffered with goals, goals scored for ages. But when he come back, we still had the same problems and we ended up dropping out of the top six on the last day of the season. So, yes, worry about um, the injuries, but I also want to stress that even when they come back, it's not going to... The bad form might not necessarily go away or the performances. So just keep that just keep that in mind. So there's more... Work. So you can say, yeah, injuries, injuries are obviously a problem, but there is stuff that still needs that can be sorted with with the players that are on the pitch at the minute. I think that's just something that needs to be stressed. But um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with getting a point away at Coventry in a clean sheet. To be fair, we couldn't even manage it. So ah oh, yes, of course. If the mighty Derby County couldn't manage it, then no one can. <laughs> um, to, to be fair, though, you are in the, uh, the the small group of three teams that have picked up points from there this season, including us. We actually we actually first ended their 100 percent record. So oh well, there you go. There you are. Big stat. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, I, I agree with you there. And I think we'll touch a bit more on that later, the whole injury stuff. Um, but I'll go to you now, Carl. What are your general thoughts on the Coventry game and also those penalty shouts? It was just dire, I think. And it, it, I think it's a record of Blues throughout. We're very pedestrian when we've got the ball. I think we've said it before. Um, you know, other teams look to get the ball and play it out straight away. It, from up, from certainly from my perspective, I think we tend to just hold up play a little bit more, and I think I, I, it was actually the Cov game. I was, it really sort of stood out. I think there were three or four times they tried to launch quickly, um, 
and we just seem to just take forever with it. Uh, whether or not that is a tactic that Bowyer is is employing, I don't know. Um, I think I totally agree with what Brandon was saying as well about the injuries, but I think the problem is is that the players that we've got coming in, some of them are doing all right, but they're not at the level that we've got in that, who would be on that first team sheet. You know, and I think that was very evident. You know, Marcel Opie, I get he's young and learning his trade, but he obviously isn't quite there yet. I don't know if we've had to play him out of necessity, maybe then because we want to. Um, but there are a few times he he struggled, I think. As for the penalties, how Sanderson actually didn't get sent off in that game, I'm not sure. Um, he was a lucky boy. He probably should have gone. Um, and it was a stonewall penalty. Riley's, you've seen them given. You've also seen them not given. Um, I wasn't surprised we didn't get it, put it that way. I mean, if, if the ref didn't give the one for, for what Dion did, where he basically, he basically did what um, Chiellini did to Saka in the yeah, Euros, yeah. didn't he? Really, that's effectively what he did. Um, and then, and then, yeah, obviously, the only other real contentious decision is, is the red card eight minutes from time. I was going to come um, on to that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, think, I think we were lucky not to have one against us. And I think... The other one was very 50-50. It just depends which ref you get on the day, I think. Yeah, definitely. I was surprised that um, I think a lot of people were obviously surprised that it wasn't turned over because you do see those sort of fouls, those tactical fouls all the time, um, all the time. Um, I could see where some people are coming from when you say it's dangerous. Um, in a sense, when you look at some of the angles, you know, he could have clipped him, but that doesn't mean he did click him. Uh, clicking me but uh, clip him but um, yeah you know he, he doesn't so uh, in that sort of sense he doesn't get him with his studs he just does the actual foul he intended to do so I feel like the claim of no control um, didn't really make sense from the referee um, but I, I can see both sides but for me personally it's a yellow card however like you say you know we, we probably could have had a red card for Sanderson and if you're asking me which player would I rather got a red card at the moment Ryan Woods or Dion Sanderson I am going to say Ryan Woods all day long um, yeah, so I'll come, I'll come to you now Brandon I know you uh, definitely thought that, that Sanderson was lucky to stay on and it was probably a penalty for them but they didn't get it um, but do you think Ryan Woods should have been sent off yes or no um, I, I don't know. I'm on the fence. It's the only reason I can I can see that the referees give it is because, like you were saying, out of control. Um, I think it, it with those fouls, the tactical fouls. A lot of the time, you just see it's a trip, whereas you see Woods actually goes out off his feet. That's the only thing I can apply to it from a referee's perspective. Um, but yeah, I, I'm on the fence a little bit. Um. It's you obviously most of the time you see that as a yellow card. Even if he has gone off both feet, it's probably still a yellow card. But like Carl said, it it's, depends what referee you get on the day. So, so yeah, well, for me, I'd be on the fence. I I would probably have given a yellow card to be honest. But the referees obviously seen it differently. Yeah, exactly. I think it's one of those things as well that that if if you're a Cov fan, you want a red card. If you're a Blues fan, no way. Mm. And it'd be the same wherever. I think the biggest issue is for. Us, Brandon, you've probably got it at Derby. I know the Blackpool fans felt it looking through their Twitter stuff yesterday. Is, there's just no consistency in the refereeing. No. That's, that is yeah. exactly the issue. I, I can't remember if it was Sheffield United or a game just after that when Chong went through and got chopped yeah. out from behind. And the guy was, I can't remember if he even got booked, but I think we got a free kick out of it, nothing. And it's just, you, you, I get that football's subjective and it's one of the things we love about the sport. 
but the referees, it can't be subjective. It's either all one or all the other. Um, and it needs, in my mind, I think the officiating literally has to be, it doesn't matter what it is, it's this punishment regardless. You know, if you'd have dived in at knee height, fair enough, I get that. Um, but yeah, it's just the consistency, I think, in, in the decision-making is just shocking. And I I knew the minute the referee ran the way he did, he was going to send him off. He had yep. every intention. He didn't even think about it. Nope. Um, you know, and the fact that Sunjic was there and there were players covered meant nothing. Sunjic was um, having a bit of a stinker, yeah. to be honest, as well. But <laughs> And he'd have probably got himself sent off. He'd have probably gone past him and pulled him down and he'd, he'd have gone instead. But it's, yeah. you know, there just has to be a consistency here because it, okay, we were never going to win that game. I think we're honest enough to say that we were definitely playing for a point, I think, um, certainly by that point in the game. But, you know, it could cost, you know, teams points. And, and obviously in the position that, that Derby, I'm sorry to bring it up, Brandon, like every point yeah, matters. Fun. And that's the same <laughs> for fun. every team across the board, you know, and it could literally mean the difference again between promotion, relegation, going out of business, things like that. It's just got to be consistent. You can't, things like that, it's just, just ridiculous. There's too much money, too much riding on it for a for us to get a lovely little apology letter from Alan yeah. or whatever his name is. Boya keeps quoting him. <laughs> Hi, Blue fans. Marlon King here. You're listening to the Blues Focus podcast. Keep right on. But yeah, no, I completely agree. I feel like, uh, for me, it's sort of like if you need consistency, but you also need clarity. And that's, that's what, we lack in officiating in the EFL and it just does feel like sometimes it's one one rule for one and one rule for another but um I mean that's that's a whole debate in itself um anyway more more positive chat is um yesterday's game the Blackpool victory that we we desperately needed that's for sure um obviously solid win against a good Blackpool side uh, 1-0 win in the end and uh, I'd, I'd say we were probably quite lucky considering how bad we were in the first half um, but no I'm very very happy that we've managed to pull three points from that I'll start with you Carl what, what was your thoughts on the first half yesterday? <laughs> Are there any thoughts to be had on the first half yesterday? Um, other than being convinced that Bella had actually scored in the opening 30 seconds uh, which was very similar to Raheem Sterling against Italy years ago in the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, I remember that in the World Cup. It would have been a worldie. <laughs> um, I, you know, I was convinced that was in. I, really, other than that, I think maybe Pedersen's deflected header. Outside of that, there wasn't really a lot of, certainly from our perspective, it just we were just very slow. Again, we just didn't seem to want to kind of get after it. And I think one thing that has been missing, and again, this could be injury-related or not, the press seems to have gone from the game. Now, not to rag on Derby again, Brandon, but going back to the Derby game, our two goals were effectively the high press in action, certainly the first goal. And I think that when we press, we're one of the best pressers in the league, but that seems to have gone out of the game a little bit. And it used to be one goes, we all go. And at the moment, Hogan or Dini will go and the other one will kind of trot along, but the wing-backs aren't up. And there was just none of that urgency in the first half. Um, we didn't concede. You know, I think it's really good that, that we had Ped back. Um, I mean, Ped, Robbo and, and Sanderson were, were a Manchester, I thought. You know, I don't think you'd really pick between the three of them. Um, Robbo looks such a better defender without Harley alongside him. And when he's in the, that centre position, that's not ragging on Harley. It's just facts, I think. Um 
And I think the fact that you got those three plus with friend when he comes back, I think that's going to make the world of difference. And I think as long as they are they are fitting on their game, we're pretty solid. Um, Bella and Graham were fairly ineffective in the first half. But, you know, Graham's deliveries yesterday were fairly shocking, I thought, uh, especially I think the first corner where it just, just didn't do anything. Um, but yeah, it was just it was just boring. There wasn't really any quality on display from either side, I think. Um, and I think we were just I think everybody was grateful to get to half time. Um, only to the fact there wasn't anything to drink anyway. So uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, um obviously it wasn't the prettiest of performances that first half from what I saw anyway. I, I was I was a bit too drunk to notice at times, but um yeah, no I First off, we were quite dire, having gone back and watched more of it as well. But that Bella chance was certainly interesting. There were so many cheers, like it had already already gone in. Um, but yeah, no, I think Blackpool, you've got to also appreciate that they are having a good season um, compared to what people expected of them. I think I predicted them like bottom of the championship, to be honest, or at least in the bottom three somewhere. So um, no, they're definitely... Uh, Definitely surprising a lot of people. And they were a solid outfit. You know, I was fairly impressed with what I saw of them. Um, but they're just sort of working with what they've got and playing to players' strengths. And that is so clear to see. And that is a way to win football matches. We all know it. Because if you play to players' strengths, then you'll get the best out of them. It really is that simple. So, um, yeah, obviously the first half wasn't pretty for Blues. Um, but it, it certainly... Uh, it certainly wasn't surprising since Blackpool are, are a solid side, that's for sure. Brandon, what, what were your thought, uh, thoughts on the first half? Um, yeah, kind of echoing what Carl said, really. The the press was something that I noticed as well. I think going back to the game against Derby, uh, one of the big factors, I think, was Chong in there. I think Chong seems like a really good press as well because I remember he dispossessed um, uh, who would have been holding, probably Shinny or Bird or something. He dispossessed them a number of times. They really struggled with that. And yeah, the intensity from the press didn't seem to be there as well. It seemed really easy for Blackpool to play out at times. And I don't think they're in, an incredible playing outside. So it, it's clear to show it wasn't um, clearly flowing right. But yeah, um, other than the two kind of um, the chances that you mentioned with Bella and um, who was it, Pedersen. Not really much going on in the first off from Blackpool either, I don't think. I think as a Derby fan looking at Blackpool, I was actually licking my lips a bit, to be honest. I don't think they were that impressive. Uh, but they're having a, they're, a de- they're in a decent place in the table. It's still early. But, um, but yeah, uh, that's all there really is to report on the first off. There wasn't much cracking up until uh, the second anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, completely echo that. So we'll go into the second half then. Um Obviously, there's a few things to chat about in the second half. Blues definitely improved. But there was also a change of shape. We changed to a diamond, and that seemed to really, really help us get into the game and uh, sort of get that final push and uh, the substitution as well, uh, bringing on a Nike. It's about time we saw a bit of a shift from. I don't think we've seen much from a Nike since probably the Luton game or uh, maybe Peterborough because he did come on and he was actually fairly decent despite losing 3-0 to Peterborough. Um, Has my my connection gone? Oh, there we go. Uh, We're we're back. We're back. Um, But yeah, no, I was was just going to say that um, 
you know, Anike, I haven't really seen much from him since Luton and Peterborough. Even Peterborough, despite losing 3-0 to them, I thought he was good when he came on and we actually had some chances in that game. But since then, we've seen absolutely nothing of him, really. Um, but uh, now, you know, he came on and he made a real difference in that second half, uh, particularly when we changed the shape. So uh, I'll go to you first, Brandon. What were your thoughts on uh, Blues in the second half and Juki's uh, winner? Yeah, it was much better. Um, a bit, uh, I think it was a bit fortunate, wasn't it? The goal, it, it seemed to just kind of hit him more than anything. But um, yeah, was it like Hogan? Hogan that headed it across or something? It was John James. But, um, Seventeen. Oh, was it? All oh, right, yeah. There you go. Um, but yeah, it, it was much better in the second half. Uh, a, a little bit more open, I guess. You were kind of going for it a bit more. You were the home team, obviously. Um, the change of shape obviously helped you. Um, I, just thought, I forgot to mention. I thought Graham was actually pretty poor in general in the game. To be honest, I thought he was he was going to be right. I actually I actually said at the game it's because he shaved his hair off. But, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, much improved. Sunday as well. I thought it was actually really good. Um, and yeah, fortunate. But you, you got the three points, and that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was uh, definitely wasn't the prettiest performance from either side, but um, got the job done in the end. Carl, what was your thoughts on the second half? Yeah, we can't, again, you know, it, it wasn't pretty. I think this, the change into the diamond really worked. I think Bowie said he was good. He changed his mind at four o'clock on Tuesday afternoon about, about playing the diamond against Colf, which was interesting, actually. Um, you know, they've been working on it in training and <laughs> it seems like ragging on Derby again. But when we beat them at the end of last season, that's what he did in the second half. We're having too to much fun with this. Yeah, <laughs> it's not often we get to, to pick on another team that often on this pod, so we're going to do it. No, nah, it's um, fun. But you know, we, we change the shape and it works. And and you, I know that people have similar feelings towards an EK as with Leco. But do you know what? I think he put in a real shift yesterday. Um, Sinjic at the base of the diamond was fantastic. Um, and again, I think I I mean McGree. I mean, what a, what a loss he's going to be. You know, it, it uh, oh, there goes the headphone. Uh, it makes you really, really gutted that he's going off to the shores of, of Charlotte in, in what is it, January? I think January 1st is yeah. off. Yeah, he's, he's leaving Stepping that, Stone FC to basically go down yeah. the stones. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Um, and I, I mean, listen to his post match comments. I'm not sure he's too thrilled about going, to be honest. He seems to really bought into the club, seems to be loving it, you know. Um, but I think, you know, Duke did what he was brought on to do. He scored a goal. It was incredibly fortuitous. Uh, was on side before anyone throws up and bitches about it. Yeah, it was. It has, been proven. Yeah. it has been proven. It has been proven. Quest agree with Blues, you know that, know that he was definitely on side. Surely. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, it was just... And, and the defence, I mean, I mentioned him in the first half, but Pedersen was, was like a beast in that second half. He was phenomenal. He was everywhere across that back line. Um... Should they have had a penalty? I'm going to say no. Um, even though I've seen the replay 20 times and, and stuff, I'll still maintain Sinjic's got someone on the ball. He didn't, but we'll say that he did. When you um, watch it, though, it does look like he gets something on the ball. Um, but It, it I, did I in know. real time, but watching it in slow motion, he absolutely didn't. I think it's another one where you've seen them given, and it comes back to the consistency, so we won't complain about that this time. Ref was spot on, nothing wrong with it. Well, I mean, you know, they could have given our goalers offside. We've seen worse. Precisely. Just that bit of luck Um, we did for weeks. Yeah, exactly that. But they just seemed to step it up. It felt like they got a bit of a rollicking at half time. And uh, 
yeah, I think they, they really went for it. And, and Jordan James was, you know, phenomenal. For his first full 90 minutes in a senior game, he was great. He's absolutely fantastic. Um, and if this is just the start, I can't wait to see what, what the future holds for him, you know. Um, we're very lucky. We've got quite a few talented youngsters coming through, but he seems to be at the forefront. Yeah, definitely. Very excited to see more from John James. He's definitely a favourite under Boya. I think what I'll be interested interested to see is whether he keeps his place. Um, sort of, you know, if the main midfielders come back, I I actually think he should keep his place over Gardner. I think Gardner doesn't deserve his place back at the moment um, after his recent actions, you know, the, the headbutt and obviously he got a red card before that at Peterborough. There's clearly a discipline issue there. And to be honest, he hasn't actually offered much quality on the pitch either. Um, no. So uh, John James, definitely there's no reason why he couldn't keep that spot, but it depends who we bring in in January as well. I think uh, we, de- we need yeah. a busy window in January. That's for sure. Um but no, exciting times. Hopefully we can uh, go on a run of games now, just a little unbeaten run, maintain that sort of mid-table place we're at at the moment. Maybe a late push for the playoffs, is hoping, uh, with a few good signings. Who knows? You never know. But we'll Not far we'll off, see. though, are you actually now after yeah. that? No, we're not. I mean, we win our six, next game. Six we points, I think. Yeah, yeah, six points. There you go. It's it's more than possible. that We've seen bigger runs, unfortunately, from Villa. Um, but hey-ho. <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, just very excited for the next game. Obviously, a good break now for the players uh, before Millwall away. So, uh, let's get into your score predictions, lads. Carl, what are you predicting for Millwall away? It's always a... Uh, well, I guess every championship game is a tough game. Anyone can beat anyone. We've seen that. Um, I think we'll probably... I think it'll be a draw. We always seem to draw with Millwall at their place, I think. Um, it's going to be a tough game, obviously. Rowett's there. It'd be weird seeing Kift play against us. I'm not sure I'm okay and ready for yeah. that still. And he's been gone nearly a year. Um, yeah, I think things will be tight. I think I'd go one all. I think it's going to be a game of kind of attrition. You know, I think both sides try to be fairly solid at the back um, and aren't exactly the most you know flowing, beautiful playing football going forward. So uh, yeah, I think I think we'll go one all. And I think it's probably a game that Deanie's probably going to knock one in. I reckon. Hopefully, it's that kind of game. Hopefully. And, and obviously, then for the Millwall fans. Yeah, he probably would. I could see him doing it, to be honest. And then obviously, yeah. um, the uh, your favourite segment of the podcast. Um, who is your pick this, this week uh, for the Millwall game? Uh, who do you want to see? I, it on. <laughs> I, I want to see Jordan keep his place. Jordan James keep his place in the middle of the park. He's more than earned it. I mean, I think it's also out of necessity, probably, than anything <laughs> else. But you know, I mean, I think I think he deserves to go again. It will be a tougher game, I think, physically against Millwall. Um, but I think he deserves it, you know, that he showed. I know he isn't Jude. Obviously, Jude Bellingham is a generational player. We all understand this. But there was there were a lot of similarities there in the way that he tried to play the ball. He was always looking ahead, wanting to get it forward rather than go back. Um, and I think he's more than merited his place. So, uh, so yeah, I'd go with uh, him, I think. Good pick. Oh, I definitely uh, back you on that one. Um, and uh, Joe, I think I just completely agree with you in general, to be honest. I'm actually going to go 1 0 Blues um, because Millwall have an even longer injury list than us. And they're not in particularly great form. And they've not got a great home record this season either. But they're not having a bad season by any means, that's for sure. So it won't be easy. Um, but I am going to go 1 0 Blues. And Joe, you know I'm going to go Jordan James to get the winner. 
Uh, I, I fancy it. I do fancy it. I think he's got a goal coming at some point. That's for sure. So, Brandon, just uh, just before we wrap things up, I'll go. I'll go over to you for a quick score prediction for the Millwall away game for Blues. Um, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's. I can only really go off personal experience against Millwall. We drew one all there, but it was. Um, we went down to ten men, and before that, we were pretty dominant. So it's hard one to judge. Uh, it, it just it's the Jed Wallace FC really to be honest. So as long as you kind of play as a bit of a team you, you, and anything like that, you'll be fine. Um, I'm think I'm gonna go. It'll be close, you know. Though uh, I'll say one nil Blues. Mason Bennett own goal. Love that. Love that. <laughs> Mason Bennett own goal. Nice touch. <laughs> well, um, thanks as always, lads, for joining. Thank you, Carl. As always, being the the regular that you are. Always a pleasure, mate. Exactly. Always a pleasure chatting to you. And then, Brandon, thank you for filling in for John. And uh, right, no viewers, if, you'd, if you'd enjoyed Brandon's opinion, he fairly keeps up with Blues and obviously is a watcher of the podcast. So if you want him back, just let us know in the comments. Uh, we'll find a special segment for Brandon as well. Um, or uh, or Carl can have a new segment of uh, what, what comment could he bash Derby with next? <laughs> <laughs> Um, or we'll have a... I've not even got any legs to stand on though, have I? So I've just got to steer and take it. We'll, we'll have a we'll have a Derby bash um, counter in the corner of the screen. Um, I could certainly add a, that. A, a, a video on roasting Derby, or I'll just sit there and take it. Yeah, literally. That would I mean, bang. I roast I roast Derby most weeks on this podcast, as people probably know anyway. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, thanks, thanks a lot, lads, and thank you, obviously, to all the listens listeners out there that uh, tune in with us regularly. It's a pleasure to have you. And um, yeah, just keep supporting, keep following the podcast, share, like, all that jazz, and uh, we'll see you in the next one, hopefully shortly. <laughs> see ya. Keep right on. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.